And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. We have no idea what's going to happen Wednesday. That's right. We have no idea what's going to happen Wednesday. I will tell you I will have a chance to talk about heaven and earth passing away. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about denominations. And on top of that, we've got a special teaching for all the scholars out there who don't understand that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is not just a man. He is God. And we're going to make that absolutely unmistakably clear as we review the scripture. But in the meantime, my best advice for this hour is to hold on to your hat Keep your firm grip on your steering wheel. Make sure your seatbelt is buckled because we have no idea what's going to happen. But here we go. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Now think about those three things. Surviving, every once in a while in life, you kind of just got to get through. Living, that's doing better than surviving, but you're not living quite victoriously. And then prevailing, and all three are applicable and work. Also, politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you know you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. I will tell you that when you make that call, 972-445-0770, you will end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. <laughs> All right, when you talk to Dynamite D, that's like being the only person who gets the punchline of the joke. That's how good it is. <laughs> that's a good one right there. Keep in, <laughs> That is a good one right there. Keep in mind, folks, if you want to reach out to us, you can do it in multiple ways, of course. You know you can call us. You know you can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can send us an email. That's fine, too. It's going to be a little tougher for me to get emails today, just to let you know, because I, I don't have a computer in front of me. In fact, I have nothing in front of me. Uh, a couple of pieces of paper scattered all around. But we'll do our best. Uh, we, we do want to encourage you, if you've got a prayer request, this would be a great day for it. If you've got a praise report, this would be a great day for it. Because in this particular show, the notes are sitting at home on my stool right by the kitchen table. Uh, nowhere near where I am right now in the studio. Kind of fun, huh? Bottom line is any topic is open for conversation because the show is kind of like a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. 
Or we also say three fogs in a, in a blender. But we'll just move on from that one and not go too deep into that. I do want people praying for the audience. That's superbly important. Be praying that the audience, of course, be blessed. And here's something I would challenge you with. We're past Christmas, right? But that doesn't mean you shouldn't still pray to be a blessing for people. Now, that, that's just like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, right? And we're going to do our DNA in a split second, so get ready for that. I also would ask you, as your brother in the Lord, to be praying for Dynamite D, for Don, and for Jen. Okay, just give you an idea how nice they are. Don came in the other day. We talked. We had a great, great fellowship. He walked in. He walked out. He goes, isn't it warm in here? I said, I just put up with it. I came back the next time into the studio. He bought a fan and put it in the studio. Sure did. I mean, that's just nice, right? Quick updates on how prayer does and or doesn't work. Got a a text from my daughter today. 50% better from yesterday from when we prayed. Praise God. I mean, come on. Don't tell me that doesn't work or that doesn't matter. Worked for her. She's pretty happy about it. Things are going great. She's doing much, 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 much better. And so I just am so blessed by that. And you should all, that you prayed with me, you should all participate in that, okay? All right. Now, we're going to stop here and do our DNA because we didn't do it in the last segment. And then we're going to open some things up, give you people the opportunity. We are going to do trivia. I still have my trivia book. I'm going to take that home. I got four trivia books here. I mean, you're going to be able to pull that off. All right. DNA. DNA is very important to us because it is, our, in essence, what our building blocks are, as much as I can tell. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Spend some time with the Lord. Doesn't matter if it's in the morning, afternoon, the evening, or late at night. Just spend some time with the Lord. Some people get upset. Well, you know, I'll pray when I go to sleep, and then I'm praying, and then I fall asleep. Great. Just spend time with the Lord. That's the key. But spend the time daily and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never let the world, who now doesn't want people praying in silence, never be afraid or ashamed of what Jesus had to say and knowing what he had to say. And then A, always be ready to serve, to serve which means that other people— Other people count, and they're important to you, and they touch you at the heart level, and you want to be connected, okay? That's all good stuff. All right, we do have trivia. Don't think I would let you get away without doing some trivia, do you? Okay, here we go. This will be directly related to this teaching. In 1 Samuel 6, when harvesting the wheat... What did the people of Beth Shemesh Shemesh, see to make them rejoice? So they're harvesting wheat for Samuel 6. When harvesting the wheat, the people saw something, people of Beth Shemesh, they saw something, and it made them all rejoice. And here's your only hint, okay? A wonderfully fun movie called Raiders of... Oh, i got to stop right there. <laughs> That's your hint. Raiders of... What did the people... Raiders of... Okay. going to leave it right there. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770 would be the number to call. 214-210-8483 would be the number to text. What did the people of Beshemesh see that made them all really excited, closely connected to the movie 
Raiders of... Okay, there you go. Well, see, I'm going to stop right there and give you a chance to figure it out. That's pretty good, right? Okay. And if that doesn't help you and this doesn't help you, I cannot help you because here we go. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 10. This is so funny. I've never done this either before. There's like four things that have never happened before in a show. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 10. This is entitled, Heaven and Earth Will Pass Away. Okay? But this is not in the New Testament. It's in the Old. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 10. There was nothing inside the covenant box except two stone tablets which Moses had placed there at Mount Sinai when the Lord made a covenant with the people of Israel as they were coming from Egypt. Now, let me just say this real quickly so everybody can know. I want everybody to be on board with me on this, okay? Okay, all right, listen, listen. The covenant box had two stone tablets which Moses had placed there at Mount Sinai. Do we know what the two stone tablets were that Moses had? They were not Elka-Seltzer. Okay? I'm just saying. They were the Ten Commandments. All right? Now, prior to this, other items in the covenant box were a pot of manna. And it's funny that Eric actually made a reference to Jesus feeding people. That's kind of a funny thing right there. And Aaron's staff that budded was also in the covenant box. And as time went on, only one thing endured from that, and that is the word of God. The Ten Commandments was the only thing that endured the entire time because the Word of God endures forever. Listen, heaven and earth will pass away. I know they make fun of it. I know the world does. Who cares? I don't want to say they're idiots. That's not very nice to say. Even if there are idiots, I don't want to say they're idiots because it's not a nice thing to say. Right? Okay. See how nice I said that? <laughs> See, here's the bottom line. The other items in the covenant box did not last, but the, the tablets, the word of God, lasted. And heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. Planets will dissolve, but the word of God will never be moved. Now, just think of that. Wow, right? That's pretty powerful right by itself. There's nothing inside the covenant box except the two stone tablets which Moses had placed there at Mount Sinai when the Lord had made a covenant with the people of Israel as they were coming from Egypt. Now back to our trivia question in 1 Samuel 6 when harvesting the wheat. What did the people of Bethshemesh see to make them rejoice? Exactly what I was just teaching on, the Ark of the Covenant or the covenant box, hence the hint, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hello! I shouldn't have to explain that. That doesn't seem right. 
Right? That makes sense. All right. Take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. teaching has to do with is the dissatisfaction that people have who are worldly when the divine is involved. I want you to hear that line. That's the big line. That's the big connector between all of this. The worldly are never satisfied if divinity is involved. So the example Jesus says is, you know, we played the flute for you, right? And the, the flute, you know, woo, the flute, yay, happy sounds, right? And the people are like, no. And it's like, okay, well, we sing a dirge for you, right? When you sing at a funeral, right? And the people are like, no. And then John the Baptist, he says, comes, and John the Baptist is as straight as you can get. We, we would call him, you know, a, you know, a, a, a massive teetotaler might be fair enough to say. And he says, he does, he's not eating bread, he's not drinking any wine, and you people, the way you respond, you go, hey, he's got a demon. <laughs> and then Jesus, he says, I come, son of man comes, I'm eating and drinking. And then what do the people do? They extreme it out and they say, he's a glutton because he's eating, not eating more than he should, just eating. And he's a drunkard because he had wine. You see, this is the thing. The thing is that the world and the worldly are never satisfied. That's why I said that connection to the song. And don't get mad at me that I used a Rolling Stone song. It's not my fault. They wrote a song called I Can't Get No Satisfaction. This is the Lord trying to reach people at different levels. And people keep going, no, 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 no. And it's nonstop. And there's just no satisfying them. And even I, 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 the one thing that I would say, and I've said this before in the beginning of this uh, of this broadcast, and I don't really care about your political affiliations, but when 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 people get going in a certain direction, you can't move them one way or another. And when the media was all over Donald Trump, it's fair to say that had he helped cure cancer with research, they would have accused Donald Trump of putting people out of business who were in the cancer business. It's just like that's exactly what they would have done. Everybody knows that. And it's because that's how the mentality is. If if somebody comes along and does something that's good and it's not appreciative uh, to the world or they don't like it, they will rip it to shreds. You can't play the flute. You can't sing a dirge. You can't be Johnny the Baptist, and you can't be Jesus Christ because none of those things satisfy. We want exactly what we want, which, by the way, they don't even know what they want. That's the irony. It's God that's giving the the opportunity for people to get the answers, and people are so inwardly confused because of Satan, they wouldn't know a good thing if it split them in the eyeballs. That's the problem. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the Christian station here in Texas, where we are having some fun without any notes or computer right here in Irving, Texas. Okay, anyway. 
Uh, I have another trivia question for you. We will not be having our typical joke uh, day because I don't have my joke book. <laughs> Isn't that sad? Funny. I got to tell you my favorite joke, though. People don't like this joke, but I think it's the funniest one, okay? Where was Solomon's temple? Ready? Where was Solomon's temple? Do you know? Do you know? On the side of his head. It's in the hole. <laughs> See? I think that's funny. I'm sorry. I think it's funny. There's a couple of them that I really like. That's one of them. I like the one about the, you know, what kind of shoes do bananas make? Do you know what that one is? Slippers. <laughs> no, that's not going to do it. Oh, see this, see that. Oh, that was good. That's a good one, right? <laughs> and then I always like this line because it's just funny. No matter what anybody tells me, I just use this as a not a sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> Eric, I should probably tell the <laughs> classic joke. Uh, okay, maybe I will. Eric Eric has, has prompted me to tell a Yiddish joke. Can I do it? I can do it, right? <clears throat> You've heard it before. You might as well laugh. It's as old as when the Dead Sea was still sick. Uh, here we go. So a grandmother takes her son to the beach and uh, got him all dressed up in a nice little sailor outfit. And he's looking good and got everything going on, looking you know sharp as a little grandson, sitting at her feet. And then all of a sudden... They're at the beach, and a wave swells up, and the wave comes and grabs the child and sucks the child into the ocean. And she looks up to God, and she goes, are you kidding me? This is my grandson. I can't go. You, I, can't, I won't be able to live. You've got to do something. I need help. Let's go. Come on, God. You're gracious. You're merciful. Come on. And at that moment, the big wave starts whirling and whirling and spits the boy out. And boom, 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 boom right up to her feet. He lands, and she looks at him, and she looks at God up in the sky, and she looks at him, and she looks up in the sky, and then she says, he had a hat. He had a hat. Okay. Oh, yeah, God, no. <laughs> How is that not funny? There you go. I like that one. That was good. <laughs> okay. Here's your trivia question before we all completely lose our minds. Uh, in order to stop him from becoming conceited, what does Paul say he was given? In order to stop him from becoming conceited, what did Paul say he was given? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. 972-445-0770 is the number to call. That'd be a good thing. And then uh, I would uh, highly suggest if you can't do that, then text us, 214-210-8483. Joanne and Cordelia will get the pow-pow on that. Somebody is calling in, so we're going to take a second here and stall on the radio. It was me taking a sip of my tea, if you were trying to figure out what that sound was. Hey, I didn't gargle. I've done that before on the air. <laughs> no, didn't, didn't go that great. Uh, okay, but somebody is calling in. We'll see if they want to give an answer. If not, we will move on to the teaching portion because we want to do it uh, all together as best we can. Uh, we will be talking about two uh, additional things that are, I think are relatively important and it has to do with the power of unity right on the heels of that other thing. Is this person ready? All right, let's send them on through. Send them on through. Send them on through. Send him on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Miss Robertson. Hello. How are you? 
All is well, David. But what about yourself? I'm doing <laughs> so good. You know, even though the notes are 36 miles away in a bag sitting on a chair right by my, <laughs> oh my even though oh. that's the case, I don't care. I mean, it's like, that's fine. I mean, the Lord had something else in mind, and we'd rather go with that and just be as close to him as we can be, right? <laughs> oh, yes, you're right. You're so right. You're blessed. Mm-mm. All right, here we go. In order to stop him from becoming conceited, What does Paul say he was given? A thorn in the flesh. That is right! Excellente! (laughs) That is exactly correct. Now, there's a lot of theories as to what it is. I'm not one of those people that buy into any of the theories. Whatever it was, it was a bummer. That's what it was. And Paul was like, hello, hello, hello. (laughs) And the Lord did not respond to that. said, nope, my grace is sufficient. Uh, my, My grace is made perfect. In you, through this weakness, you're finding out what real strength is. And it's like, that's mm. fantastic. So what a great lesson for all of us. Excellent yes. job. Excellent, excellent job. Thank you, David. God bless you. Really, really good. You too, David, your family. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. Oh, don't you love it? That was our second time calling ever, Dave. All right. Yep. That is so – we are just – you gotta love the show. I don't. You gotta love. It. If yep. you don't love the show, there's something wrong with you. Anyway, all right. Let's just go on. All right. So here. So I want to do it on the heels of this. We were just talking about the Ark of the Covenant, right? Now, now watch. I'm gonna try and do this without messing it up, but that doesn't mean I will be able to do it. I'm just gonna kind of give it uh, a, a go, a college try. Uh, so that was Second Chronicles five ten that we just covered on in regards to the Ark of the Covenant. Now here is Second Chronicles five eleven. So we're just like the next verse, right? Now listen to this. And these are the things that I, when I'm reading, I see this and I go, wow, what, why, why did I not catch this the 50 other times I read this? All the priests present, regardless of the group to which they belonged, had consecrated themselves. The singers were accompanied in perfect harmony by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments as they praised the Lord, singing, Praise the Lord because he is good and his love is eternal. And the priests were leaving the temple. As they were le- priests were leaving the temple, it was suddenly filled with a cloud shining with the dazzling light of the Lord's presence, and they could not continue the service of worship. Okay, let me just, because I only have five minutes and I think I could take five years on this. First off, whenever you're in a worship service or whenever you're praying alone or whenever you're in the Word of God and you know the Lord has just revealed something to you or whenever you're praying or whenever you're driving and you just know, oh, I kind of sense the presence of the Lord, you know it's awesome. I mean, in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy, Psalm 1611, and and, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. So there's always this strengthening process. You're in the presence of the Lord. There's a strengthening that takes place because there's joy in that presence. There's this relief and release inside of you in your spirit towards the Lord, and it's awesome. But if God manifested himself fully, okay, like fully presence kind of thing, just as it says the priests, they couldn't eat, they couldn't continue the service of worship because it was so intense. My theory, this is a theory, it's not a theology, you understand the difference. My theory is that because we are sinful people, if God fully manifested himself, we would explode. 
But in the glorified bodies that we're going to have, when he does fully manifest himself, we won't explode. That's kind of like my theory on the whole thing. That's how great I think God is. Here's the things that I think in this text that get missed. It says, all the priests present, regardless of the group to which they belonged, had consecrated themselves. So what's important about that is that there were priests there, and they were in different groups. And this is my, you know, there's no time for this the denominational bickering. I don't have a problem people having different denominations. I think it should be celebrated. I don't think it should be an issue of fellowship. I think that people that do that are immature in their Christianity. I do. That's what I think. Because here's the priests belonging to different groups, and you know what they all do? They all separated themselves unto the Lord. In God's presence, they were sanctified, but not divided. They were different groups. So what? If that's everybody's well, this is this, this, so what? <laughs> I think that would be a great theological term that people should use. So <laughs> the singers, this is the rest of the text. The singers were accompanied in perfect harmony by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments as they praised the Lord, singing, have all this, praise the Lord because he is good and his love is eternal. So if you're looking for the place where it says God is good, here it is. And if you're looking to understand how good God is, part of the praise that the people gave unto the Lord. They connect his goodness and his love in this one song. Praise the Lord, yes, because, why? He is good, that's one reason, and his love is eternal, which means it's not temporary, and God's love for you is not situational. God doesn't love you just when you do everything perfect. Because... At age three, four, five, or six, you probably didn't do everything per- perfect, and it's highly likely that nobody taught you how to lie. It was just in your nature. The point being that God's love for you is eternal. It's not temporal. It's not situational. It's not based on performance orientation. It's based on who he is. Now, his love is not the love of the world. The love of the world is, in fact, much twisted because God's love involves discipline and even rebuking. But his love for you is immovable. And just like I had a chance to say to Eric, he loves you, every one of you, not more than he did before, not less than he did before. He loves you exactly as he did before, and he will never stop loving you. Okay, I'll take that all day long. Thank you. All right, you're welcome. Uh, We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. 
Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, if anybody gets offended at this, I apologize that you have no sense of humor. Okay. Uh, like that? That's a good line. <laughs> bam, bam. All right, uh, here's the first one. A pastor was leaving his area and was saying farewell to his congregation at the church door for the last time. He shook the hand of an elderly lady as she walked out. She said, your successor won't be as good as you. Well, nonsense, said the pastor in a flattered tone. No, really, said the old lady. I've been here under five different ministers, and each new one has been worse than the last. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. But this one, this is the one that's going to offend people, which is irony, right? Because that's more offensive than this is, and this is just too f- – and if you guys get offended at this, I – you know, take a, take a week off the show. Uh, It seems there was a minister who had just all of his remaining teeth pulled and new dentures were being made. The first Sunday, he only preached 10 minutes. The second Sunday, he preached 20 minutes. But the third Sunday, he preached an hour and 25 minutes. When asked about this by some of the congregation, he responded this way. The first Sunday, my gums were so sore it hurt to talk. The second Sunday, my dentures were hurting a lot. The third Sunday, I accidentally grabbed my wife's dentures, and I couldn't stop talking. (laughs) Sometimes hallelujah. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Christian station here in Texas. I do have a trivia question. I hope you guys are ready for the trivia question. It is a, I think it's a pretty good trivia question. Not the best, not the worst. Here we go. It's a little goofy, but you can you can put up with that. What kind of plant, what plant did Jesus say he was? <laughs> That's different, right? I should have went with Cor- uh, Joanne sent me a, a a really good trivia question. I'll go with that next. What kind of plant did Jesus say he was? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, what's our number? Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. That's the number you can call. What kind of plant? Now think about what Jesus said, right? Think about, you know, how he, what he said about himself, okay? I mean, he didn't say, uh, and don't don't say, you know, you know, a lily of the valley from Song of Solomon because Jesus didn't say that. 
All right, so 972-445-0770. That's the number to call, 214-210-8483. That's the number to text. Uh, you can send an email. I don't know if I'll get it. <laughs> it's kind of like I'm being honest with you because I don't have my computer. I don't have any of my stuff. You know, you really – I never missed the Chromebook until now. That's because it's only worth about 30 cents. But it would be helpful if it was around. We do have somebody calling in who's going to answer the question. I am, though, once they're ready to go, I'm going to still send you up to the website. A couple of things to remind you about on the website before we send you in that direction. The first thing to remember is that uh, there is an opportunity to give on the website, and it tells you how to give through the website. Plus, if you need to give but don't want to do it through the website, it tells you how to go about that. That's number one. Number two, there's the prayer and praise report. You guys know uh, about that stuff. And then number three, don't forget, next week on Monday will be a replay, although a very good replay. I do want you to check out the website. So please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. I think we need to expand our <laughs> our list. Yeah. It just seems like it's a little... We need uh, a little bit longer. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I I agree. And we need to have more than just like this, you know. I mean, obviously, everybody knows that's a spring chicken bouncing up to fight Mighty Mouse. But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is we need more of a variety of sounds. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. (laughs) Spring chicken bouncing up to fight Mighty Mouse. While being fried in grease. Like that, don't you? <laughs> making me hungry. Okay, making me hungry. All right, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is Brian. I'm sorry. Who's this? Uh, Brian from Brian, Brian. Allen. Yeah. Hi, Brian. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Just got off work. Yeah. Was it was it a good day, bad day, or kind of in between? Uh, it's a pretty good day. Oh, good for you. Praise the Lord. That's good. I mean, anytime my wife comes home, comes home and she says it's a good day, I feel like celebrating. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> good for you, brother. That's awesome. All right, here you go. You ready for this one? We're going to get you there one way or another, but I have a feeling you're going to okay. do really well. Here you go. What plant did Jesus say he was? Uh, John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Yes, sir! <laughs> Excellente! There it is. I am the vine and you are the branches. Exactly. Apart from me, you cannot produce fruit. Excellent, excellent job. Did you know that right away or was it something you had to like, hmm, I got to think about that? Uh, I, I knew it pretty quick. Um, well, first I said tree of life and I was like, no, that's not right. And then... uh. Then I knew what it was, and then I looked it up to double-check the verse. But, there you uh, go. There you go. That's it. See, and that's exactly – I know this sounds so silly, but that's exactly one of the things that we know – you know you know it, but then you went and looked it up, and you kind of cemented it, and it, next time it comes up, it'll be so fast off the top of your head, you'll be like, Vine, he's a Vine, he's a Vine, he's a Vine. You know, it'd be like, it's <laughs> so great. So that's that's really the big purpose of it all. Excellent job, my brother. Very, very good work. Thank you. All right. You have yourself a fantastic. Anything we can pray for you about? I'm um, just pray for uh, 
a great year for me and my family. Let me pray for you. Let me pray the Lord will bless you, okay? Let me just do it real sure. fast. We'll do it together. Father, we come before you right now, and I lift up my brother to you, and I just ask you to bless him and his family that they would know as they're going through the year you have blessed them and that they would testify God has blessed us this year. Let that be the testimony out of their lips in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen, Thank brother. You. All right, you are welcome. God bless. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Fantastic. All right, so normally at this time in our show, we do history. <laughs> We're not doing history because, let's see, I, here's my history. Yesterday, ready? Ready for this? Yesterday was the 27th. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good? That's not bad, right? Okay. It's factual, so yes. Yeah, yeah. Last Sunday was Christmas. Okay, see, I'm, just, again. I'm, I'm on a roll now. There's no stopping me now. What is today, Dave? Wednesday, right? You're right again. Oh, I'm just doing it. It's just happening. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys, you should be here. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyhow, everybody's doing a great job, and I hope that the Lord's blessing you through this. So I found this. There's two things I'm going to teach on the rest of this that are really good. I think the Lord is just kind of directed as best as I know how that works. It kind of directed us through a lot of this. Um, I just want to make sure that we understand a few things scripturally. That's important. And so I'm going to just do this. This is something that I wrote a while back, and I'm going to use it as kind of a launching pad. Just want to make sure you understand it. This is understanding how the Old Testament laws apply to the Christians. Okay? This is kind of an interesting topic, right? If you've heard it before and you've heard me teach on it, and I actually have a little teaching on it, uh, then just bear with me and smile and say, oh, yeah, 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 and let it be affirming. Here's uh, important to understand, though. There are at least 613 laws in that are centered in the Old Testament, much more likely at 619. Yes, there's a little debate as to what is a law and what is not in some of the more specifics, especially when you're getting into mold and stuff like that. Jesus did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. So people are like, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? Well, Jesus said, I have not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. So for many people who hear that, they think there's like a confusion because it's like, well, I don't quite understand. How is it that he's fulfilling the law because this ended and this changed and this is over here and this is over here. It's really important to understand, much like salvation, that the law of the Old Testament has three primary components. Just like there are three components in salvation, justification, sanctification, glorification, just like in the process of salvation, justification has to do with the past, sanctification is the present, glorification has to do with the future. These laws are applicable in different realms. This is the three laws. Ready? Ready? Okay. This is not some weird... um, this is not some, here's the two spiritual laws, here's the four spiritual laws. No, 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 no. There was the ceremonial law, there is the civil law, and there is the moral law. Did you get that? Ceremonial, right? Civil, right? Moral, right? Jesus swallowed up the ceremonial laws. You don't go through ceremony to reach the place that was foretelling of the things of Christ. The civil law 
was nationalistic for Israel. And then the moral law, which is obviously has to do with morality, was increased in its intensity in the New Testament because of the way the Sermon on the Mount approached the moral law is if you murdered somebody, you would have to pay for it. And Jesus said, no, if you hate them in your heart, you've committed the murder. So now the moral law has taken this huge step up. The ceremonial law will be swallowed up by Jesus, and the civil law is a national law. So let me give you some really important things. The Old Testament, listen to what I'm going to say to you, the Old Testament is more, not only, but more nationalistic, while the New Testament is more individualistic. And you think, how do you get to say that? Because Jesus said the kingdom is within you. It's inside of you. The ceremonial law encompassed all the outside clean stuff. And the problem the Pharisees had is they went after the ceremonial law as though that was the law. I am the law. Remember that movie? So the idea is for you and I to understand that ceremonial law was taken care of in Christ. The civil law, while not the same for the church, still provided guidelines, insights for policy, but the moral law required death for several offenses. That's why only through Jesus could that ultimately be satisfied. But I'm going to make this super clear. Ready? This is why when you look at the Old Testament and the New Testament, this is where the, the understanding comes in. Shellfish is a ceremonial law from the Old Testament. Mold is a civil law from the Old Testament. And homosexuality is a moral law from the Old Testament. The moral laws are more intense now. The civils kind of split the difference, and the ceremonials are out. So one form of the law is less Another form of the law is greater, and then the other one stays about the same. The life of Christ can atone for moral failures in the law, but only if the testimony is acknowledged and his lordship is petitioned. The ceremonials were blown out because of the hypocrisy. That's the key. That's the big problem that they were having with Jesus. And Jesus is like, you don't even understand what the purpose of the law is. How could you be upset that somebody's being healed on the Sabbath because it's the Sabbath. What is wrong with you? So that's all the ceremonial stuff. So here's the thing that I want you to kind of get with me, and that is don't get confused. But the New Testament does not have opposition to the death penalty, especially if you've ever read Matthew chapter 15, verse 4, where Jesus said and did not deny those who cursed their mom should be put to death. So that's just like all goofy. And when people say, well, it's not all the New Testament. It's baloney. Jesus taught five different times on the death penalty, not once in the negative, just as a reference point. The ceremonial law, the civil law, and the moral law. Only Jesus can set you free from the sin. The ceremonial's out, the moral's more intense, and the civil is more nationalistic and something to be approached that way. And that's a whole lot of teaching for a whole lot of people. <laughs>
All right, and uh, then I'll just take my break, and then we got one more to deal with, uh, and hopefully it's a blessing. You're going to take a break right now. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry. No parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. Straightforward. Uh, who explained to the crowd at Pentecost, these men are not drunk as you suppose? And the answer is, our hint is, our brother Al. <laughs> That's all I can say. Is that not the greatest hint ever? It's like the best one ever. All right, we have somebody ready to answer, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, how are you, brother? I'm great. I hope you're better. I am. Are you as hot today as you were the other day? Uh, I'm hotter. I just got in a car, and it had not had the air conditioner running. Ah, see, and that's always hard. You get in the car, and you have to get the air going, and it's like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Moves kind of slow. All right, my brother, here we go. Who said, who explained to the crowd at Pentecost, these men are not drunk, as you suppose? Who said that? Well, I think it was Peter. That is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> It's when he launched into the sermon about what happened with Jesus and everything. That is correct. They thought that they were so, how these guys are all drunk. And it's like, no, they're filled with the spirit. This is what's going on. I'm going to tell you what's happening. Exactly. I don't know what Al has to do with it, though. Al uh, had guessed famously that the the question the trivia question he said peter when it should have been paul so we have been oh, we have been well, I missed that yeah we've been relentlessly reminding him of that for about 6 months <laughs> <laughs> well we're loving about it that's the key <laughs> oh thank you brother excellent call excellent job yes sir you have a blessed day all right god bless bye 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 all right let's get to the text we're using people in our audience as trivia hints for trivia questions about the Bible. Hey, you just can't make this stuff up. It's not possible. The David Spin Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Christian station here in Texas. Where our last trivia question is coming from Joy Ann and Cordelia. 
Okay. Oh, great. See, see, not only do you guys get to tell jokes, you get to do trivia, you get to do teaching. This is your show too. I'll give you the bill. Anyway, here we go. I'm kidding. Uh, name the. This is from them. Okay, just gonna go straight for it. And unfortunately for Joy and Cordelia, they can't get the pow pow on this. So I'm just saying you can't do it because it's your trivia question. Name two men in the Bible who had their wives taken from them. Hmm. Name two men in the Bible who had their wives taken for them. If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Uh, those are the ways to do it <laughs> because uh, there's uh, not a lot of other ways to, to go about it. I do have one last teach, so uh, and I want people to be aware of this. So I'm pulling this out. Uh, what am I saying? I'm pulling, I pulled this out of a file. So this teaching is going to be from a filed teaching. What does that mean? It means that as I rifled through all the papers that were here, I found this. <laughs> That's what it means. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think if I want to do that. Nope, I don't want to do that. All right, here's the trivia question again. It's actually a really good trivia question. Uh, yeah, name the two men in the Bible who had their wives taken from them. Okay? Taken from them. That's a big difference. Than uh, other ways, okay. All right. If you think you know, two one. I'm sorry, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero plus. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three. Getting answers all over the board. Let me just say that tomorrow. I don't know how tomorrow's show is going to go. I probably won't forget my notes. I mean, do you think? It still went pretty good. Didn't Probably it? won't do that again for a long time. Well, maybe another thousand shows, you know, or something like that. That's not a bad streak. No, I don't think that's too bad. I mean, that's not awful. It's the first time. I Actually, I've never done that. So now that I say that, it's more than that. It's because there was 1,300 and 2,400 shows I've never done that. Wow. I probably should not do that in the future. That's my guess. Okay, uh, here is a teaching that has to do with making sure that you understand without getting upset uh, for any reason, you should just understand that when Scripture makes proclamation and declaration, uh, it's important to understand that there are scholars out there who will often take a position of saying, well, Jesus never did this, or Jesus always did this, or Jesus this, and that, that, that. And some of their teachings, even if they're uh, professors from Princeton Theological School, some of their teachings are uh, dumb. Wait, can I say, can you say that? Well, I did, so it doesn't matter. John chapter 19, verses 6 through 8. So when the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out saying, cried out saying, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered, We have a law, and by that law he ought to die, because he made himself out to be the Son of God. Therefore, when Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. Okay, can't blame him. Here's the key component. There are scholars that say, oh, Jesus never claimed to be God. Jesus never claimed to be God. He never made that claim. Let's uh, fully understand how ridiculous that teaching is. John chapter 5, verse 18, same gospel, same author. 
For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Okay, so here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read that again because I, I know some people are just like chilling to the bone. Listen, for all the scholars out there that said Jesus never said he was God— if you ever come across somebody like that, just walk the other way and just pray that they get saved, okay? Because John chapter 5, verse 18, for this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he was not only breaking the Sabbath, but also calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. They wanted to crucify Jesus because he proclaimed himself to be equal with God by identifying as the Son of God. That's why they wanted to kill him, because he did make that proclamation. And for those who are trying to figure out, well, wait a second, what are you, what are you trying to say? It's, now, this, this I have with me wherever I go, so just, just, just bear with me. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Acts 4, 12, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. 1 Timothy 2, 5, there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. John 3, 36, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Romans 10, 9, because if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. John 10, 9, I am the door. Anyone who enters by me, he will be saved. He will go in and out and find pasture. John 4, 8, 24, I told you that I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe in me, you will die in your sins. There are nine verses right there in a row that say Jesus only, Jesus only, Jesus only, Jesus only. And Jesus is the only one. This is, I got, I got 17, I got 17 verses. Some of them are long. I just want to point that out to you. Like Acts, Acts, this isn't long. To him, all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. I got 17 verses that say Jesus only, Jesus only, Jesus only. And why is that important? Because Jesus was born what? Of the Holy Spirit and of woman. He was born of humanity and divinity. Only Jesus can represent man to God and God to man. And you can't represent God to man being part God, and you can't represent man to God being part man. It doesn't work. You either are one or you aren't, or as we would say in the English, ain't. And the bottom line is Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by him. I tell you, there's multiple, multiple, multiple verses. And what the problem is is that the scholars are trying to say there's many ways, even some of the quote-unquote church leaders. There's many ways. I thank God for people like Pastor Robert Jeffress, who wrote a book, One Way. One Way. One. One. What? One. I mean, one. Okay, how many people come in first? One. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not that hard. Here's the first commandment. Love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. First, first, first. It's not the second, it's the first. It's just like... I get so tired of people saying, oh, it's all the same. No, it's not. It's Jesus, and everything else is just interesting. 
And so when they're getting ready to kill Jesus, it's because of where he's putting himself. Equal with God. And when people have a hard time with that, it's like, why? Why do you have a hard time with that? Because you want there to be 50 different ways to get in? It's God's house. Jesus is the door. That's how you get in. That's what heaven is. Get that? Jesus only. People are like, oh, I don't like it. Well, you know what? When you have eternal life to grant people, then you step up. Until then, it's not your call. Right? That's how it goes. Trivia question, which, by the way, is a great trivia question, and I want to acknowledge that it's a great trivia question. And then once we're done with this trivia question, we're going to close it out with prayer. Name the two men in the Bible who had their wives taken from them. Most people got the first or the second one, but not the first one. It would be Samson and David. Samson and David. Samson uh, Samson's wife was given to a friend who had been his best man, and then and then David had his wife taken from him. So that's where they were going with it. I like it. I think they did an excellent job, so I give them props. They don't get the pow-pow, but they get a – you can't get the pow-pow for that. But you get a props for it, okay? All right. Okay, that was one of the most interesting shows we've ever done, wasn't it? It was kind of bizarre, but it was kind of fun. Well, here's what we'll do. We're going to close it out in prayer. We only have about, what, 20 seconds left, so let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for all these people. I just thank you and praise you for them. And you know what, Lord? I just pray you bless each and every one of them with more of you. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here in KAAM 770, the Christian station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.